smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hello and welcome to mint i am nasreen sultana i am an assistant editor at mint i keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets you are listening to all things markets where i speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets equity markets had a historical journey in somewhat 2076 as it marked a year of huge volatility unpredictability pessimism and divergence the markets touched all time high in january and then crashed to three year low in march as covid-19 pandemic gripped the whole world becoming one of the biggest threats to the global economy as we enter somewhat 2077 the markets have not only recovered from the covid lows but also made record highs so what does somewhat 2077 hold for stock markets and what are the big things to watch out for in the year ahead To understand that I'm in conversation with Gautam Dugar head of research institutional equities at Motilal Oswal Financial Services. Hi Gautam welcome to the show. Hi Nasreen. So Gautam uh, we are starting next year somewhat 2077 on a very high note. So if I have to ask you what is your outlook for somewhat 2077? Hi Nasreen uh thank you for having me here. the outlook for 2077 uh, you know which is the next samvat is predicated on two things how do we get out of this covid mess mm. and how the initial spark of earnings revival the corporate earnings revival that we have seen in the september 20 quarter which is currently ongoing uh, mm. whether we build upon that or this ends up becoming a flash in the pan my own view is that we have crossed the hump as far as earnings are concerned after 6 7 years of uh, stagnant and flat earnings we are seeing some early signs of earnings revival largely led by three four big sectors like financials now technology uh, pharma and consumer now uh, as, as far as earnings are concerned we think that uh, the year fy22 or the calendar year 2021 will turn out to be a year of earnings revival uh, as we will have a low base plus incrementally the situation will become more and more normalized as we go forward whether you talk about macro front corporate earnings front or any other high frequency data point uh, but all of this is predicated on the assumption that we have seen the worst of covid behind if you recall nasreen on 17th of september the net active cases of covid were 10 lakh 20000 from 17th right. september to now it is around 5 lakh cases now so already we are down 50% from the peak as far as net active cases are concerned of course there are some cities some states where there is a second wave or third wave as you call it but net net from a very broad and big picture viewpoint as far as uh, uh, we are concerned as of now it seems that we have seen the worst of the covid behind we will see whether this uh, uh, you know second wave occurs or not and then there is a hope that somewhere in calendar year 2021 there will be a vaccine which will be available that will right. put lot of confidence back on uh, you know in the economy and on the minds of the consumers so consumer spending cycle can restart we have already seen rural is doing excellently well 
not uh, from a percentage point of view of recovery, but on an absolute basis, uh, it is growing. Uh, urban is incrementally coming back. Government has implemented several big picture reforms like uh, agri-bill and labor laws. And then RBI has also lent a helping hand. It has ensured a very uh, you know, uh, benign liquidity in the markets. It has cut rates. Today, we are getting home loans at 7%, which was unthinkable two, three years back. So interest rates are low. Liquidity is high. Uh, we have seen a strong cost management from corporate India in the last six months. So sitting back in April, I would never have imagined that by September quarter itself, earnings growth will be back. Hmm. What happened is demand has recovered sharper than expected. And cost is yet to come back to the pre-COVID levels. So that is helping the margins at the margin. And at the same time, because most of the corporates have deferred their capex, are in a cash conservation mode. So what has happened is, apart from the P&L, the balance sheet and cash flow has also got repaired. So we have seen corporate after corporate coming in the September quarter earnings conference call and report uh, deleveraging, reduction in debt, improvement in operating cash flows, and consequently free cash flows as well. So the balance sheet health has repaired. So that gives me confidence that we might see continuation of earnings recovery going forward as well. Right. So Gautam, of course, uh, a discussion about the earnings recovery is very interesting. We'll touch upon that a little bit later in the conversation. But to get back to what I was asking is, do you see markets getting back uh, to... See, we have just crossed the record high. So basically... What we were in January, we have we have reached that again, and it was a very upheaval task for uh, the stock markets overall. But not many stocks have participated in this rally. Uh, if you see Nifty, uh, it's only a handful of the stocks which have kind of contributed to this, uh, uh, you know, index touching record high. Do you see partic- wide participation by all the stocks uh, in this, uh, you know, getting backed or or probably sustaining the rally? So, Nasreen, whenever you come out of a very big crisis, the recovery, whether in earnings or stock price performance, will always be led by frontline stocks, large cap stocks, stocks which have a very clean balance sheet, net cash balance sheet, strong cash flows. And that is what we are seeing right now. In sector after sector, the profit pool is getting concentrated in favor of top three or four players. If you look at the total India's earnings, the top five or six sectors account for more than 70% of the earnings of India. So I am not surprised by what is happening right now. Secondly, what COVID has also done is it has shifted the equation in favor of organized guys. If you see, if you take, uh, you know, December 16 or November 16 as a starting point, when a lot of reforms were initiated, starting from DMON, GST, RERA, IBC, and now COVID, what has happened is, the game has shifted a lot in favor of big organized guys who have very strong balance sheet. So they've been gaining market share away from unorganized guys in sector after sector, whether it is consumer, cement, financials, durables, any sector you take, you will find the stories abound. So it is natural that they are leading the uh, recovery. Going forward, as the recovery gets more broad-based, as the buoyancy spreads, you can expect other sectors and mid-caps and small-caps to come back and participate. This is how every cycle has been played out. You know, first the larger guys recover, interest rate stays uh, lower, deleveraging cycle, you know, uh, uh, provides a lot of confidence to the mid-cap and small-cap corporates. And then you will see the recovery, you know, getting more broad-based and smaller guys also participating in the rally. 
So I think right. that template will be followed even in this cycle of recovery. Right. So Gautam, as we are talking about uh, the two halves, it reminds me of the note that you had published about the divergence yeah. in the stuff in this year. And in the, this divergence is quite stark, uh, at least in this year, because of the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, but uh, financial stocks, which is, which actually contributes a lot, it has a higher weightage in Nifty and Sensex composition. State Bank of India is down around 30% from January till now. Of course, it is recovering after the earnings in September. Do you see financial stocks adding or contributing to the rally at all? Absolutely, Nasreen. That's been my view since July 2020. I strongly believe that India's bull market cannot sustain without participation of financials for obvious reasons. Financials is the largest sector in Nifty with a 35% weight. This weight used to be 44% about 6-7 months back in March. That has come down to 32. And in the last one month, it has gone back to 34-35. I think that the large cap private sector banks will be a big beneficiary out of this COVID as market share shift will continue to happen in favor of large cap private sector banks. They have very strong balance sheet, very strong liability franchise, their deposit growth is continuing upwards of 15%. More importantly, they have provided more than 75 to 80% as a provisioning coverage ratios for their gross NPS. So they are going into this or coming out of this crisis extremely strong as far as balance sheet health is concerned. And then, of course, they have preemptively raised capital three, four months back, all the large mm -hmm. private sector banks. So I am quite uh, uh, positive on that trade. I was positive even in July. And the numbers and the commentaries that have come out in the last 45 days from the banks, whether it is pertaining to restructuring or moratorium, is giving me a lot of confidence that this sector can be the leader for the next bull market. And just to stretch that argument a bit, you know, the divergence is clearly uh, reflecting what we just discussed in the earlier question, which is that the... Sectors which were the least impacted from this COVID crisis, which is pharma and IT, they have performed the best this year. And they have also seen the maximum earnings upward revision. Their earnings have not gotten impacted at all. In fact, they have been the beneficiary of the COVID crisis. Absolutely. So yes. that is what is divergence in a very simple nutshell. But, uh, you know, in the upcoming year, do you see new leaders uh, building up uh, or do you see rotation of sectors? Uh, do you see participation by other sectors like your auto infra, which are very critical for an economy to grow? Uh, so, Nasreen, uh, rotation has been happening even in CY20. You know, we saw earlier part of the year, Pharma and IT leading the rally, then auto participated, then financials have participated. In between, uh, pharma again made a comeback. Uh, what I remain a little bit skeptical is on the commodity cyclical infra side of the story, which has been, uh, you know, uh, those are a bunch of sectors which I have avoided as a strategist in my model portfolio since October 2017. Of course, that call now with hindsight advantage, one can say that that has worked out well. Uh, I think typically those are the sectors which are the last to perform in any up cycle because they're deep cyclicals, right? Mm. And as of today, when I look at the balance sheets of governments, whether it is a central government or a state government, they've been damaged by the COVID crisis, right? So therefore, the wherewithal, uh, even if they have the intention, but their ability of the state and central government to spend enormous amount of money on infrastructure remains a bit constrained. And therefore, as a, as a, as a strategist, I will still continue to stay away from some of this cyclicals, commodities, and infrastructure sectors. From my point of view, what is important is financials 
आईटी कंजम्पन ऑटो फार्मा एंड एट द मार्जिन टेलीकॉम दो सेक्टर्स वेयर आई एम स्लाइटली मोर इनक्लाइंट Right. Uh, Gautam, how much do you agree to this argument that this is merely a liquidity-driven rally, and uh, mostly it's a foreign money which is pumped <laughs> up in all the equity, uh, you know, EMs, including India, and uh, mostly because of the global central banks that they have flushed money in all the EMs. Uh, do you agree to that? Because see, DIs are on the back foot; they are not uh, participating. Uh, and retail investors are all obviously they they have a lot of uh, they are actually buying in indian uh, shares but that is not a big number as compared to the institutional money flow do you agree to this argument so nasreen liquidity is always helpful uh, in the short term but it cannot be the driving force of a rally when nifty moves from 7500 to 12000 i would agree if it is a 10% rally and then it you know traces back but what we have seen is a complete retracement of the fall that nifty had in march from 11500 it went all the way down to 7500 and from 7500 we are back to 12000 typically it is the characteristics of every bull market that you know you you assign some weightage to their role that liquidity plays but liquidity on its own cannot drive the entire market for example had there been no recovery in macro had there been no recovery in high frequency data points like gst e way bills railway freight auto fuel consumption data points would liquidity have driven the market higher i i would suspect similarly if there was no support from corporate earnings in the september quarter perhaps perhaps this market rally that you have seen may not have happened so liquidity is an important element nobody can uh, you know uh, underestimate the importance of liquidity in markets rally but it alone cannot be the sole driver of market you need support of fundamentals like corporate earnings the macro needs to be supportive the interest rates are also low which is helping the equity valuations because your discount rates are lower and at the margin you are seeing month after month at a macro level things are improving so i am uh, i am in the camp which believes that while liquidity is helpful it is not the sole driver of the market rally right so gotham in the last 3 uh, months of the uh, last two uh, last one and half months of this year that we are about to uh, end the year do you uh, think that there could be more volatility now that the us election overhang is gone uh, and probably there could be some fiscal from the uh, fiscal stimulus by the uh, fed uh, you see uh, markets getting into a volatile phase or you think the volatility phase is gone and now it's an up up move from the for the markets See, Nasreen, uh, equity markets, by its nature, by its definitions, are supposed to be volatile, and it is very difficult to predict the short-term volatility in the markets. If you had asked anybody in March when markets were falling to seven thousand five hundred, perhaps nobody would have guessed that we would be within the touching distance of new highs in a matter of six, seven months. Yeah. So uh, today, uh, you know, to sit and you know predict. Uh, the short term volatility or direction of the market uh, will be a bit difficult because the track record is pretty subpar on short term predictions and especially in a year like 2020 when everything seems to be moving in a, a very volatile direction uh, as a equity market participant take volatility as a given and then try to navigate around it by building a portfolio which can sustain any market environment whether volatile or less volatile that's the approach that i think investors should have in their mind because predicting volatility predicting short term market direction is next to impossible right absolutely but uh, gautam if i have to straight away ask you if this is a bull market we are in 
Yeah, yeah. Is is this a bull market? I would think so because uh, typically when you cross the new highs, hmm. uh, the it gets uh, recognized as a bull market. Hmm, right. Okay, Gautam. Uh, you know, my last question is on the earnings. Uh, see, earnings. Of course, it has been uh, uh, much better than most of the analysts expected. There were a lot of surprise elements, mm-hmm. uh, and all positive. Of course, uh, guidance was good by the by management. But there is also uh, this uh, argument that there was a lot of cost rationalization or cost management done by the company. You yourself men- mentioned. But uh, as uh, India moves out from their home and gets back to office this cost rationalization may not be there anymore do you agree that uh, probably after uh, all of this uh, you know gets back to normal probably the earnings may not be as uh, good as it appears to be now and also adding to that is that uh, you have uh, your commodity prices rising which is a raw material cost for a lot of companies so how do you how do you see that so i uh, tend to agree with what you just said there are two points to it or the two sides to it however one is that as you open up as normal sale returns some of the cost is going to come back but at the same time you will see some of the top line also getting recovered if there is more normal sale so it will be a counterbalancing of these two forces what is however important to remember is that corporate india has displayed extremely strong cost optimization or containment uh, strategies in the last 6 months so for example if you assume that the cost was 100 rupees pre covid and now it is 80 rupees we are not going back to 100 rupees in my view we may go back to 90 or 95 rupees okay so net net when normalcy is back in your pnl your cost structure will still be better than what it was pre covid but at the same time if things are opening up people are traveling rest of the elements of the pnl will also improve what we are forecasting at motilal oswal however is we will see fy22 as a year of a very strong recovery led by financials led by incremental recovery in the economy and then of course the pricing power which is also coming back in some of the sectors where we are uh, you know slightly uh, what you can say cautious is in observing the data points which are coming right now september october data points have been extremely strong part of it could also be because of the buoyancy of festive season so i would want to see data points of jan feb and march uh, before saying conclusively that the economy is completely on a path of a recovery if without festive season buoyancy if without pent up demand the january february march numbers on macro and high frequency data points look strong then it will be very good So Gautam on that note thanks a lot for those details and insights wish you a very happy diwali and a prosperous new year thank you for having me here for feedback you can write to me at nasreen.s@lifemin.com or you can reach out to me on twitter at nasreen story you can also reach out to us at ht smartcast We are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.hcsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.